uh, <clears throat> oh, wow, hello. I was, I was feeling it for that one. I was going to drag it out a little longer, but I didn't feel like it anymore. <clears throat> Why all of a sudden my voice starts to clear like all get all froggy is beyond me. Thursday night, destruction back from a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, last week, did something very, very, very cool on Thursday night. Now I sound like Clark. It was so cool. No, but it really was. Expect big, big things at a pro wrestling syndicate over the next couple weeks. I'm involved. I'm very excited about it. And uh, stay tuned. I'm not sure if they'll tease it at all. I'm not going to tease it here because I don't know if they want me to, so I won't. Um, Huge, huge things coming up for them. Anyway, good mood turned bad today. Started my day off today with a solid workout. I got new instructions from Kevin Matthews, uh, PWS former, three-time former champion, my mentor, good friend of mine, um, to start cutting some weight because now I was getting freakishly big. I mean, I was getting wider and wider, and and uh, the traps were going on for days, according to Big Tommy O'Doyle. Uh, he said I was looking way too big. I mean, not fat big, but I mean, like I was putting on some size, and I was excited. Because I started to, uh, I was lifting heavier with my friend Sean. So I thought, hey, this is the way to go. But then Kevin made it pretty clear and actually made a lot of sense, which was to cut the weight now. Because if I'm recovering on a knee injury and I'm walking around all day, I guess it's smarter to not carry around so much weight. That would make sense, right? I mean, I'm recovering this knee. I'm not trying to, I mean, yes, I am trying to strengthen it. And this week I started Heavy, heavy cardio. I started DDP yoga. And let me tell you something. I'm not trying to give him a free plug or whatever. Maybe I am. Not that DDP is listening right now saying, yeah, that's a good idea, kid. Uh, DDP yoga. I just started it. I I don't know where the hell my chart is. I put it somewhere. But I'm only uh, three days into it. And if you do it according to the schedule, it's it's perfect. Like the first day you learn shit and then... The, day, the next day, you take a day off, so right away, it's like, oh, nice. And then this, the third day, Wednesday, yesterday, they make it do back-to-back things um, as far as it's called, like, Diamond Dozen, and then it's called Energy or something like that. But let me tell you something. I don't know if I've ever sweat more ever, and I work out hard, and I do a lot of hard cardio. This week, I actually started to get back on the treadmill, which is real exciting shit because I'm walking. I'm, like, walking normal. Uh, the other day, I did like this little shuffle walk in front of Mike Dell, the lifeguard, and he was just like, whoa, okay, look, he's actually uh, he's moving around normal. Um, I'm getting there, little by little. Um, I am officially calling it a fall comeback. I don't know when. I don't know which event. I don't know if it's even for PWS. Maybe I get my feet wet somewhere else. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, what's your call? Uh, yeah, so that going forward. Anyway, my good mood was came to a halt midway through my workout. Because not only yesterday did I get a, a like information from my roommate who said, hey, listen, you know, I totally forgot, but I have tickets to a concert. Uh, Friday, I'm not going to be able to make the draft. We have our fantasy football draft, and tonight is the NFL preview issue. Uh, I'll give you some fantasy tips because I am a guru and reigning and defending champion in my league. Uh, ninth year running next uh, this coming tomorrow, Friday. Uh, so anyway, I, I was informed yesterday, okay, fine, one guy drops. I'm like, ah, shit, that sucks. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'll find somebody. It's just one guy. And that was actually three days ago. He told me, he told me right, actually, yeah, he told me right before I went to the Lincoln Park concert, which, by the way, 
kicked ass. I, I don't normally go to concerts. I didn't think I could do it. I did hurt like a mother effer at the end of the night because, let me tell you something, standing on uneven, if you've been to PNCR Center in New Jersey, it's you're standing on like this hill if you have lawn seats, and uh, it wasn't comfy. So <laughs> I got home, I was barely able to walk, and my knee was swollen to shit. But anyway... Long story short, so he drops, and I'm like, eh, all right, I got four or five days to find somebody. Like, it's not a big deal. So today, um, the same guy who I volunteered to take to the Lincoln Park concert, out of the goodness of my heart, uh, decided to inform me last night first that, uh, you know, I won't get into all the details because I am pissed, and I feel like putting a fist through his face. But, and he even said that. He's like, you're going to get pissed. I'm like, no, I would never get pissed. You're my buddy. No, but I am pissed now. And I texted him, and he refuses to text me back. Probably a little shook because he knows I'll break his goddamn face. But anyway, I won't even throw names out there. But anyway, he informed me today, mid-workout. I mean, I check my phone during my workout because that's where my music is. So it's like, if I get a text, it's going to pop up. And if it's important, i got to answer it. Like, I'm a in on-demand kind of guy where if you text me, I'm going to... If it's bullshit and I don't really care about it, I'll wait. Um, like yesterday, my phone was freaking blowing up, and I'll get into that in another, actually in a couple minutes. But, um, yeah, so this kid decides he wants to drop out of the fantasy and go to this concert. His, his thing about these concerts, and I guess it was like a mega ticket or something you could buy uh, for PNC where you can go to fucking 12 or whatever, concerts all summer long, just – Country concert after country concert after country concert. What do I feel? How do I feel about country concerts? Okay, yeah. The women that go, I get it. Short shorts, you know, cut off plaid shirts with their bellies hanging out and their ass cheeks hanging out and pigtails and cowboy hats. I get it. I'm all about it. That's great, okay? Uh, if I had a choice of what to tell certain people to wear, that, that would be it. So I am a fan. However... The dudes, the, the male product that go to these country concerts are looking for just that. Just these drunk train wreck of girls. And I'm not even sure if they care if there's teeth in their mouth. You know what I mean? Like at this point, some people are just dogs. It is what it is. But you dropped out of my fantasy football league 24 hours before the draft. I mean, that's, that's Bush League bullshit. And I, I again, I'm, yeah, I would say I'm mad. Uh, I, I'm just, it is what it is, but I was able to, and then another guy, my buddy Joe, who's a corrections officer, so I understand his schedule's kind of wacky, um, but he told me, he's like, oh, don't worry about it, Friday, that uh, Fridays, I never get stuck, I'll be okay, because I guess corrections officers uh, have a schedule where if somebody calls out, you're stuck, or something like that, like, and you just have to stay for like a 16-hour shift or some crazy shit. My brother was into that for a little while, and so was my roommate. So, like, I know their schedules are kind of wacky. But today, he informs me, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get stuck. I'm like, come on. That's two people. That's three people this week. So here, I'm, I'm looking at a list of, of 12, but four new teams. And I don't know if they're any good. You know, like, I hope they are. I, I like competition because, again, I'm, I'm going into my ninth season as a fantasy football commissioner. And let me tell you something. I love doing it. But now I, I, I get, like, all right, this is fantasy football. I, now I understand where Eric and Pat get their, their headaches at Pro Wrestling Syndicate when they're probably getting 60,000 texts a day and emails a day about, I don't know if I can make it or 
I don't know about my flight or I'm not sure. But you know the date. You know what I mean? So that's why I just don't understand. Like if you know the date and you commit to it, nothing should take precedence over that. I mean, that's just loyalty. I, I, you know, I would hate to question loyalty, but shit, man. Like you committed to this. So stick with it. Like, uh, whatever. I mean, it's a freaking country concert, man, for Christ's sakes. So, yeah. So that friend might be cut off forever. And he's going to come back and say, I've always supported you and destruction and this and that and your wrestling. And I appreciate that, man. I appreciate everybody. I even posted a picture today of me and this uh, the kid, Ronnie. And he's a big fan of PWS, has his own podcast. I forgot what it's called. Sorry, Ronnie, if you're listening. JP, don't, he's going to message me. This is what it's called. But anyway, it's something wrestling. I don't know. I'll plug it when JP calls in later on. But, um, yeah, so I understand you support me, and that's great, and I appreciate it. But this is like a friendship thing. Like, bro, whatever happened to the whole bros before hoes? I mean, this is even worse. This is brothers of football and sports and manly shit. No, I'm not, JP. <laughs> JP, you're calling in. I'm kidding. Um, you know, manly shit and sports versus women. I, I understand. I'm a, listen, I'm a lover, okay? I love women. Sometimes too much. Sometimes I get in trouble. But, you know, like, I, 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 I don't know. I would never do this. I would never, ever, ever, ever choose a country music concert over anything with my boys. Anything. I Listen. I've been in too many bad relationships or over, my, over the course of my adult life that I've sacrificed and not hung out with certain friends and lost friends over this shit. So now I, I always say, thank you, JP. I know country music sucks. And that, like, just keep this in mind, Jay. It lights up on my phone, and I, uh, whatchamacallit, I don't have, I'm not downloading that goddamn messenger, and I'm not on the computer. But anyway, so yeah, going forward, uh, I would just never do it. I would never dip out on my boy or, or boys. I had so many, I've lost so many friends. So that's why I keep saying it's better to have four quarters than, than a hundred pennies, you know, keep your really good friends close. Speaking of really good friends yesterday at the gym, once again, you know, I put, I put a status up yesterday and this is just going forward with, with everybody that decided for whatever reason they want to hate on the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, okay? Is it a, yeah, I just burped on the air, my bad. Is it a trend? Yes. Is it trendy to do it? Yes. Are you following the crowd? Yes. But somebody had to be a trend starter. Somebody had to be the guy to start it. So watch a couple of these videos about the story behind it, and you'll understand. Now, I've also heard the, the argument, actually a few arguments about the Ice Bucket Challenge, which is... Again, it's for a friggin' fatal disease. Now I'm a, a more educated on this stuff now than I was when it started. So it's like, okay, I get it. Like, why the hate? You know, like, it's for charity, for Christ's sake. And then, all right, here's argument number one. Well, it only affects X amount of people per year. So it's not like cancer. It's not like AIDS. It's not like whatever X, X, uh, enter disease here okay it's not mental illness it's not this it's not that it's not a uh, fucking autism you know it's it's not any of the the big you know 
I guess this is cliche to say, like really bad to say this, but the sexy name diseases. You know what I mean? Like, so ALS is Lou Gehrig's disease. Nobody really knows what it is and what it does. It just shuts your body down, and it's not as popular. Popular, when I say that, I mean it, it doesn't affect as many people as other diseases. So what? So we shit on that? If I came up with a disease, if I, my body, I don't know, if my leg fell off tomorrow and it was a new disease, and I'm the first one to do it, and oh my God, he's got leg fall-itis or some shit, and it happens to me, is it not important because it just happened to one kid? Oh, it was only one guy who lost his leg, or it was only one guy who lost a limb. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter how many people it affects, it still affects people. So the fact that you're trying to compare it to other diseases is just mind-fucking-blowing. Mind-blowing. How you can actually compare this and try to compare the statistics as far as how many people it affects. Whoa, there's only 20,000 out of fucking millions. That doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. It's still a disease. And this shit tears through you like like the plague, you know, or, or, or something mumps or I don't know something crazy in Africa I have no idea and then I see some shit and this is you know again not trying to stab at certain people but then I see things like oh you're gonna waste an ice bucket but people in Africa can't even get a drink of water dude go to the fucking ocean man like if you're that thirsty go to the fucking ocean I don't want to curse a lot during like the opening rant or whatever but I mean come on oh you're wasting perfectly good ice Go to the liquor store. There's 57,000 bags of ice. Guess what? If I throw out water outside in January, guess what it's going to turn into? Ready for this? Ice. Oh, but you're wasting it. Wasted water. Give me a break. Holy shit. It's (laughs) like I'm blown away by this. And then on top of that, yesterday's debate with a couple of my close friends who I want to fucking kill every time I see them is where the money goes. Where, where does all the money go when it comes to donating money? Well, what's going to happen? Oh, but, you know, Red Cross, when, when 9-11 happened, Red Cross paid off all their employees first. And now this is uh, all, uh, some of the money goes to the ALS people doing the research. Oh, I'm sorry, we're not supposed to pay the people that are doing the fucking research? Come on, man. Like, who gives a shit? As long as money's getting donated and awareness is being raised, who gives a shit of where exactly the money's going? Like, stop. You're just trying to be the other person. You're trying to be the other side of things. It's not fair to the people that are really trying hard to raise money. And I'm telling you this right now. Next Tuesday at the PWS school, I have organized and orchestrated a mass PWS school ice bucket challenge. And we will be calling out some of our biggest supporters, fans, other students. We are going to do our own thing. I'll do it for a second time. I don't care. Raising money is what I'm about. I don't have any money, personally. I'm not, I'm not employed right now. This podcast isn't paying me. The writing isn't paying me. Uh, PWS isn't paying me yet. <laughs> okay? These things, like, I'm not getting paid to do these things, but I'm doing it to just Look at that. Raise awareness that I'm around. Okay? So my voice is being heard. There's, what's my stat? I wrote it down. 8,140 downloads since May 1st. This is my 14th episode. So my voice is around. Okay? If you like it, you'll call me. You'll contact me. Shining Wizards found my show a little interesting, so they brought it on their network. 
They make money off their merchandise sales. There's always a way to make money, okay? But it ain't about the money sometimes. I don't make any. So the fact that I'm donating a second time means you should probably try and donate just a little bit. And I'm not going to sit here and dwell on you know people that donate and people that don't donate. I'm not going to sit there and try to fight you over it. But speaking of, you know, and I'm not, I'm done bashing all these ALS vice bucket challenges. Just do it. Yes, it is fun. It's fun. It's fun to see how stupid people look sometimes. Whether, whether me, I, I put a video, I had fun with it. It was cold as shit. But the best part was the, I, the water almost knocked me over because I'm one-legged, you know, or don't have all the strength. So the amount of water almost knocked me on my ass. So that's the ALS ice bucket challenge. Do, do yourself a favor. Donate. You don't have to. And, and I'm also tired. Oh, well, you might have just, you know, dumped it over your head and didn't donate. So what I do, I, I took a picture of my freaking donation receipt and I sent that shit on there. Posted it right next to my picture. My goddamn default picture is, is me catching myself mid-dump, which sounds really bad, actually. But, uh, you know, speaking of charities and speaking of crazy, crazy diseases, listen, again, I'm not paid to do this. I, you know, I, I run my own show. It's a freaking podcast. So it's not like it's this sponsored, crazy, you know, sponsors are calling me and saying, please plug my shit. My friend Sarah hit me up. Uh, the other day, it was Tuesday night. I think it was, yeah, I was at the, the school, the pro wrestling syndicate school. My friend Sarah hit me up. I've known this girl for a long time. Uh, and she told me to, if, if, if I could, which, which right away, I'm like, come on, if it's for some a good cause, I'm all about it. So she just sent me a little information that I want to read to you verbatim. Uh, it's about her friend, Felicia. And, uh, Here's, here's what I want to read about it. And, and I'll probably get more into it when I get more information. But it's about uh, cystic fibrosis. Okay. So the CF cycle for life on October 5th empowers participants to take action and demonstrate their fight in finding a cure for cystic fibrosis in tangible and emotional and powerful way. Real progress has been made in the search for a cure, but the lives of people with CF are still cut far too short. There still is no cure for this devastating disease. Cycle for Life is making it possible for me to make a difference. So now this is basically a bike ride to raise money and raise awareness to cystic fibrosis. So in honor of her friend's brother who passed away in 2008, she will be riding his bike through the finish line. So if you want to make donations to this, along with ALS, you know, there's plenty of websites there. For, but for cystic fibrosis and my friend Sarah and her friend Felicia and everybody that I know, it's www.fightcf.cff.org slash go to slash brother. Okay. So if you didn't hear that, rewind it and give it all the information out that you need to get out. Cystic fibrosis, ALS, everything you could possibly think of, these are affecting people. All right. I'm not trying to make this all, you know, uh, friggin' what's it called? Uh, what am I trying to call this? A, uh, charity, whatever. Um, yeah, so it's not a charity show or anything. I'm just I'm raising awareness. This is what I wanted to do. This is what I told my friends I would do, and I would do it. And that's it. So suck it if you don't like it. So anyway, so that's Ice Bucket Challenge. Boom, boom, boom. Looking at my little notes here. Cystic fibrosis. The Sarah email. Oh, yeah. Backyard wrestlers. Stop. <laughs> that is all for that one. Stop it. Enough. I get it. You're, I, oh, God. Without saying any names, stop it. PWS is coming to a fair to put on a show. 
a show, a free show for its fans, September 13th at the Edison Fair. Go see that. It's free. It's a little tune-up before September 20th. That's a real promotion going to a real fair and, and showing you and showcasing our students, our, uh, our main roster guys, and that's that. Other people should stay away from that kind of shit. I'm not even going to go there. Anyway, before I get into my lovely NFL long preview, uh, Under Armour and Kevin Durant, holy shit. <laughs> 200 and what, I don't even know, $85 million to wear Under Armour shit? God, I would do that for $285. <laughs> so that's that. Okay, with that being said, a 20-minute rant, and look at that. I actually timed it out pretty goddamn nice. The NFL season is upon us. It is my favorite time of the year. It shouldn't be, considering the team I like. Hold on, I'm taking a swig. Ah, gallon of water. That's what I'm drinking nowadays. Um, it shouldn't be a good time for me, because every year my team, the Dallas Cowboys, let me down all the goddamn time. Uh, they finish 8-8 eight and eight whenever they feel fit. So they're not losers, but they're not winners. So that's fun. Jerry Jones, I wish those photos were real, and then maybe we can get rid of you. <laughs> so, but we can't. So until then, we're screwed because we can't. Uh, you know, when you have a yes man like that, you know, it's hard to. I don't know. I guess control. I, you got a bunch of guys saying yes. It's like people that work on their Vince or something like that. You know, like okay, Vince, whatever you say. You know, this is the same thing. Okay, Jerry. So, Cowboys, I watched their first team offense last week. That was, that was, that was fun. <laughs> I was at my future brother-in-law's house, and uh, I said, hey, listen, can you, um, can you give me uh, can you can you let me watch the first team? Um, watch the first team, Dallas first team. He said, yeah, whatever. I mean, he's a Giants fan, so the whole house is watching the Giants game, which, by the way, they look like shit, <laughs> so, but I'll get into that later. Um the Cowboys went for a basic draw play. Uh, DeMarco Murray just ran right by, fumble. He basically handed it off to the linebacker, and the defense scored a touchdown. So that was fun to watch. Um, the rules, uh, not many rule changes other than this freaking extra point shit. I've been watching a lot of preseason football. I actually have one live in the background right now. It's the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Pittsburgh Steelers game. This whole extra point from like the 15 or something, making it like a 30-yard field goal, just for an extra point? That's stupid. I mean, going for two was, like, situational if you had to. Now you're making it, like, this every-time option. It kind of makes it stupid. Either make every touchdown seven points and go for two, and if you don't get it, you're at six, or just let these kickers kick the damn ball through the uprights. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. So, anyway, going forward, my NFL preview and I will get to all the callers that are calling in because I actually have a nice little list going on here. Actually, one just came up a name. How does that even work? Is that, is that another Skype or something? I don't even know. But uh, somebody better fill me in on that shit because I got a first and last name looking right at me. So for Stephen C. whatever, I'll, uh, I'll get to you soon too. And I'm thinking the 788 is JP because I finally started to memorize it after 14 episodes of this shit. <laughs> I finally start memorizing some damn numbers. So anyway... Going forward, this is what I got. And I don't have background music or anything special. You know, I don't have, I'm not ESPN, so I can't do that shit. I will go division by division, record by record. I went through the whole damn schedule today, week by week, from week one to week 17. 
And I picked my winners through every single game, giving you a realistic record because I can't say, okay, well, you know, the Patriots are going to finish this and then, and then another team's going to finish this because it wouldn't make sense because certain teams can't win certain amount of games if you don't, you know, if you pick them wrong. So this is division by division. Listen for your team. Debate me when I'm done. I'll show you exactly who's coming out of every division, the playoffs, the conference, all the way to the Super Bowl. So starting in the AFC East, you know what? Screw it. Starting in the NFC East, I'm going to get my team out of the way just because it's dreadful. Coming in last place in the NFC East this year will be the Redskins at 7-9. and nine. Hear me out. The Redskins, RG3, he sends out tweets today, oh, watch, I'm going to prove all my haters wrong and all this other shit. That doesn't matter. To me, it doesn't matter. You, I, I get it, you obtained one of the nicest and quickest and, and, and great, um, you know, receivers in the game, Deshaun Jackson. He's also a, a headache. He's a headache. So I just don't think the defense and that chemistry is going to gel. They want to run a, a fast-paced offense, I understand but I see them at 7 and 9. Now finishing 8-8 eight, eight, and 8 are the Dallas Cowboys, are the New York Giants, and are the Philadelphia Eagles, all at 8 and 8. Now listen, they're going to beat each other up, okay? It's just the way it's going to be. I basically split every series. Everybody's going to win their home game, everybody's going to lose their away game, okay? So figure that out <laughs> yourself. Uh, but the uh, Dallas will start hot. They have a very softy schedule in the beginning other than like the Saints and other than uh Obviously, opening night against the Red, uh, Redskins, uh, the 49ers. So they have a cupcake schedule in the beginning, but then November and December and the cold weather will hit and all this other shit. It'll come down to the last game where they will, ru- they will lose the last game to the Redskins, okay, making them 8-8. Eight eight. So if the Dallas Cowboys can win the final week of the season, again, it'll come down to the final week of the season. They can go 9-7 and seven and win the division. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think... Something catastrophic is going to happen again, just like it does every year. So if I can actually go into the season like this, knowing that this could happen, and finish 8-8 eight and eight again, I guess it's just the way it's going to be. I don't know. So coming out of that division are the Eagles. They will win the division based on record and division record, conference record, all your tiebreakers involved, um, head-to-head matchups. The Eagles are going to come out of that division at 8-8, eight and eight, and that's it. Nobody else is coming out of that division. I'm sorry, Giant fans. 8-8 eight and eight is where you're finishing. If you watch their first team offense in the first three games of the preseason, they look like absolute dog shit. They don't have a home run hitting offense. They don't. Eli Manning, I understand you guys are all over this guy's dick. I'm all over Tony Romo as well. I I love Tony Romo, and I think he's a great quarterback. Eli's not a bad quarterback, but he's also not good. He's not an elite quarterback. You saw it last year when he threw how many interceptions? I believe it was 27. So that's that. I mean – it is what it is. You can't – your running game has been improved. You brought on Rashad Jennings. You like a couple of these new kids you're bringing in. The defense, you act as if you spent money like it was an uncapped season. You spent a lot of money on, you know, B-plus players, no pun intended, no A guys. Um, and it, it takes a little while. So next year, if you add to what you have, you're looking at probably another two wins. So maybe you could be a 10-6 team next, next year. This year, I just don't think it's going to gel. So that's the NFC East. Uh, the NFC North, the bottom of the barrel, Minnesota Vikings. I don't care how good Adrian Peterson is. Um, he's going to be great, and he probably should be everybody's first draft pick. Congratulations to Rich, who this past 
uh, Sunday was a draft. He got Adrian Peterson at number three. So if you, why he falls to three, I have no idea. I know people are all over Shady McCoy and people are all over Jamal Charles, but I just think, you know, as much running as he does, forget it. Sorry, Minnesota, six and ten. This division, okay, besides the NFC West, I have being the most competitive division as far as closeness. Coming in at second place in the division of the NFC North are the Detroit Lions at 10-6. and six. They're going to come out at 10-6, and six, and I'm telling you, the high-powered offense, that uh, Stafford's always hit or miss, okay? It's always going to be like that. Stafford's a very reckless quarterback, much like Tony Romo. He will gunsling it. He will throw it in, in the tightest of spots. That's going to cost him a couple games, but it's also going to win him a couple games. He did that against Dallas last year. Christ's sakes, we should have won that game. So, um, so that's so. Imagine that finishing third at ten and six. Second will be the Chicago Bears. Now, their quarterback, I, Jay Cutler, is I hate him personally. I think he's a big baby, but he's also one of the nastiest quarterbacks in the league. If you think about precision passing, his long ball is just disgusting. And on top of that, you know, you got Brandon Marshall, great. But Alshon Jeffrey, my God, he came on at the end of the year last year, even midway, I'd say midway to end of the year, and he was just torching people. So congrats to the Chicago Bears, you're 11-5. and five. Winning that division at 13-3, and three, the Green Bay Packers. Now, I think, here's the thing, it's weird, because they don't ever bring in a lot of names with Green Bay. I guess maybe, maybe nobody wants to play there, because it's negative six by November, but Aaron Rodgers is a very special, special quarterback, and he makes things happen. He lost his tight end in Jermichael Finley. Uh, he lost the receiver, I believe, in James Jones. But Jordy Nelson is going to have a year, and this is your fantasy tip. Bing! Fantasy tip number fucking three. Jordy Nelson is going to have one of those years where it's going to be him. It's going to be the Rodgers and Nelson show. <laughs> I'm sure all you wrestling fans, who said Nelson? Jordy Nelson is going to be in a marquee player in the NFL this year, if he's not already, which I already think he is. So the Packers come out of that. In the South, it's very, very runaway, disgusting, stupid division. 1-16 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, I said that. I'll give them a win. I think I gave them a win like week 9. So they might start 0-8, and, and people might say, oh, shit, are they going to be the Detroit Lions of, of this year? They will get a win. Uh, but that offense is abysmal. Quarterback stinks. The defense is not the Tampa defense that everybody keeps saying. It's funny because, and it's the same thing goes with the Ravens. Everybody's like, oh, that Tampa defense. Like, that Tampa defense hasn't been that Tampa defense since 2000. So people got to get off the Tampa defense because it's just not there anymore. And they lost Revis. Not Revis. Um, yeah, Revis. Yeah. What, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm drawing blank for some reason. But, yes, 1-16. Right above them are the walloping Carolina Panthers at 3-13. and 13. Another abysmal year coming from Cam Newton, and then he'll cry and he'll whine. And you lost your biggest target. You have a couple kids. It'll take you some time to gel. It's going to be a very growing pains year for the Carolina Panthers. The hard knocks of the NFL, uh, the Atlanta Falcons come in second at a 6-10 and 10 record, okay? It's a shitty year. I mean, it's a lot better than the last year. There's a reason why they were a top five pick last year. They might just be one again this year. I'm not a believer in Matt Ryan. I don't – I mean, he's okay. You lost your big red zone threat. No more Tony G. Um, your running game's kind of eh. Steven Jackson keeps getting banged up. Your defense is showing promise, but 
it's just it's not there. You're going to lose a lot of games, you know, in conference. Now, winning that division by let's see, eight games is the, the New Orleans Saints at 14 and two. Jimmy Graham is going to shatter numbers this year. I'm telling you right now, he's going to kick the shit out of a lot of linebackers trying to cover him. He wants to get paid like a receiver. He's going to be more of a receiver. Drew Brees is going to be disgustingly good again, as he is every year. They lost Darren Sproles. I understand that. But now they, they have a couple new kids that are just kind of filling that void. I understand Sproles was a, a nice threat, but they have three good running backs there. And obviously you still have Colston. You still have your home run balls. Your defense led by Rob Ryan you know, at the helm, they're only going to get better. I mean, I feel like Dallas got rid of Rob Ryan as a scapegoat because they didn't want to blame anybody else. Rob Ryan is my favorite. Sure as hell better than Rex. <laughs> so running away with that division is the Saints at 14-2. and two. Another tight division uh, is the NFC West. F- uh, finishing last, I got at 7-9 and nine is the Rams. They're just – they're not there yet, but they're going to be. They're on their way, okay? Like the Rams are – they're right there. I love their defense. Love the Rams' defense. I just don't see them having a higher-powered enough offense, even with Jeff Fisher as a coach getting settled in. Still, same. Just don't see it happening. Um, they'll lose a lot of games in division. They'll probably win a lot more outside of division. Second place are the Arizona Cardinals, who came on a surge last year. They're going to finish 10-6. They will get 10 wins, and somehow that's not even going to make the playoffs. So that's a, that gives you an idea of how competitive the NFC could be again this year. So 10-6, and six, the Arizona Cardinals. I, Carson Palmer, I'm, I'm a fan. Okay, I mean, Larry Fitz is getting older. Your running game is kind of eh, but your defense is nasty. Uh, I love the, the front four, front three, however you guys run your defense. Very big boys. Um, so with that, the San Francisco 49ers will finish second. At 11-5, okay? They added receivers. Stevie Johnson, kept Anquan Bolden. They got Vernon Davis. They got a better running back. They're a little banged up. Colin Kaepernick, he is the player that he is. Okay, he's going to be running a lot. He's run first, throw second. Their defense, which I don't know why. Now I'm regretting drafting them in another league. (laughs) I watched them against Peyton Manning, and they got torn to shit the other day. Um, Their defense is going to be their downfall. Okay, they lost a couple guys. One guy to a suspension. One guy to injury, which I don't think he'll ever be the same again if you watch that back um, from the Super Bowl. Not the Super Bowl. Uh, conference championship game. So they'll finish 11-5. Your defending champion, Seattle Seahawks, will finish 14-2 and for obvious reasons. Their, their passing game will be better. Beast mode, uh, you know, Marshawn Lynch will be better. The Legion of Boom, led by that stupid asshole at corner, Richard Sherman. I don't like him. I think he's an idiot for his post-game interview. Uh, from the Super Bowl, but 14-2, and two, they'll run away with that division uh, towards down the stretch. So that rounds out the NFC. The AFC. Now, I, AFC East, it's a lot closer than you think, and if you think I'm going to say the Jets, you're retarded <laughs> because they're not going to be any good. The bottom of the division is going to be the Bills. I understand that they, they made some improvements. I'm not convinced on their quarterback play. I just don't like it. He's still new. Um, they lost Stevie Johnson, their big home run hitter. I know they drafted receivers and they tried to address that situation through free agency and their running games. Eh, it's Fred Jackson and it's uh, C.J. Spiller. And they're going to be good, but they're going to get knocked around. If you look at their schedule, it ain't the easiest. 
So I got them finishing 3-13. and 13. It's a very, very long season for the team that might just move to Toronto after this. <laughs> this might put them over the edge. So finishing third, yes, that's right, Jet fans, you finished third at 5-11. and 11. Geno Smith, garbage. Mike Vick will be the starting quarterback of the New York Jets by week six. They're going to give Geno as much as they can until he runs for the hills and realizes that he just can't play in the NFL. Mike Vick will be the quarterback. He'll start running around like a moron. They do have a much improved offense. I'll give him that. Okay, CJ2K has probably got a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove to everybody he's still got it. He's 28 years old, 29 if that. Uh, you know, the Jets are – their defense is what it is, but I finished them 5-11 and 11 in third. It's going to be another long year for Jet Nation. Uh, sorry for you guys. That they, I mean, listen, last year and – and I'll say this now before I can continue. Last year I did my predictions online, and I pretty much scored – looking back at it, out of the division winners, uh, what is there, eight divisions, I had six of them. So, and I had a lot of, I would say my accuracy was around 80, 80% last year. So I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm not just like, this is my team and this is who I think is going to great. You know, no, I actually do my research. I do my homework. I'm an NFL guru. I love this shit. I watch it religiously. Like I got, again, I got the freaking Eagles and Steelers game. Like I can care less about both teams, but it's football. So I'm watching it. So anyway, after the Jets finish 5-11, up on six-game lead on that are the Miami Dolphins. They're my surprise sleeper team of the year. I think they're going to finish 11-5 based on their schedule. I looked at their schedule. I went week by week. I said they're going to win these games that they should. No Sean Marino is your now starting running back with Lamar Miller. That's a two-headed monster that nobody's talking about. Hartline's coming back as your number one receiver. Uh, you know, you're still looking at a decent quarterback on the rise. So it's, you know, eh, okay. But I think they're going to squeak by a lot of games. They're going to shock a lot of people. And winning that division in the AFC East are the New England Patriots at 12-4 and four for obvious reasons. Brady doesn't lose a lot. Neither does Belichick together. They're just, they're good, man. I mean, they're always going to be good. Their defense improved. Now you have the, if not one of the, the top, maybe three or four corners in the league in Darrell Revis. Um, you know, Gronk is healthy. You got a running game that's just as good as ever. I mean, I know it's not your premier running backs, but for whatever reason, these guys know how to piece things together, and they're going to piece together a lot of wins because they know how to do that. The AFC North, it's kind of close, but I gave it to one team. Finishing last, tie for last, is the Ravens and Cleveland, both finishing 7-9. and nine. I think, obviously, the Ravens have a rough start. They don't have their running back. Uh, Ray Rice, who decided he wanted to beat up women and get away with it and all that shit. Um, you know, not having your running game is one thing. Um, but your passing game, Joe Flacco, eh, I just don't like him. I know he was in the Super Bowl, you know, a couple years back, and they won the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Like, but they, they didn't carry over any talent, okay? So, 7-9, Johnny Football, not the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns yet. Brian Hoyer will start probably, I want to say, the first, I don't know, six, seven, and then when they realize that the season's kind of going in one direction, you turn it over to Johnny Manziel. He comes out, probably electrifies a lot of people, probably gets a lot of flash bulbs in his face, and and you know he'll 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 do his thing. You know, don't get me wrong, he's a good ball player. I think the NFL's a lot faster, as you saw against the Redskins. They called him out on that. Said this ain't college anymore, boy. Okay, and then he flipped them off which is money. I, picked, I put that on my Instagram. It was fucking amazing. Love Johnny Manziel. Finishing second are the Cincinnati Bengals at 9-7. and seven. Now, I'm not convinced 
that that guy, Andy Dalton, is worth all that money. He needs to earn his money. He do- hasn't done anything yet. So I think they're going to put their money where their mouth is. They, they invest all this money in this kid, and he's going to finish 9-7. Yeah, the running game's okay. Um, the passing game, eh. You know, it's not like it's a very average team, so I'll give him one more win than average. So you could finish 9-7. and seven. Winning that division are the team I'm watching right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to get off to the hottest start in the NFL. Watch. Just mark my words. The Pittsburgh Steelers, based on their schedule, could start anywhere from 6 to 8-0. and 0. Okay, they could win straight out. But, again, down the stretch, they'll probably fizzle a little bit. Roethlisberger is probably the most durable quarterback in the NFL. Uh, if he stops raping girls, <laughs> he'll be fine. Uh, the passing game increased. The running game will always be a piece-together kind of deal. Uh, but their defense is their defense, man, and they're always going to be nasty. So give the Pittsburgh Steelers the AFC North. The South, pretty much a runaway division here, I think. Finishing last will be the team with the number one pick of the next year's draft, will be the Tennessee Titans. At 1-15, they'll somehow get the number one pick over Tampa. Um, the Titans, they didn't do anything this offseason. They did not make any improvements. Their draft was kind of C-grade. No more Chris Johnson. You know, their quarterback is god-awful. Rookie running back, bad defense. This is going to be a very, very ugly season for the Tennessee Titans. I'm sorry for all you Titan fans if there's any listening. It's in for a long year. Coming in third are the Jaguars at 3-13, and who decided let's just add all this shit to your stadium uh, and, and, and just deliver another piss-poor year. I finished them 3-13. and Again, Bortles will be starting before you know it. Um, if not starting opening day, who knows? Who knows? Uh, second in that division is one of my, I'm not going to say second favorite teams because there's nothing, and I could rant about this forever, but there's nothing more that I hate than somebody says my second favorite team is. That sentence shouldn't come out of your face if you're a professional football or any sport fan. My second favorite team is this. My friend Rich swears to it. I'm a Giants fan, but my second favorite team is the Bengals. Talk about random. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, I hate that. Evan's the same way with baseball. He's a Mets fan, but I like, I like Baltimore. No, your family likes Baltimore, so you have to watch Baltimore. doesn't mean you have to say my second favorite team is Baltimore. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent right now. The team I support because of a couple players are the Houston Texans. I like this team. I like how they piece together young talent with, with old talent. I got them finishing 9-7, and seven, and I have my man J.J. Watt almost – on the cusp of, of, of uh, setting a sack record this year. I think he's primed. And besides, the other side is Clowney. You talk about a two-headed monster. I would hate to be any quarterback looking across at that shit. That's not fun. You got Clowney and you have Watt. Both guys, plus Cushing in the middle. That's a dangerous defense. Okay, their offense will be okay. Andre Johnson's freaking piss poor and he's not happy anymore, and hold on, I'm like taking another swig of water. There's a lot of talking here, a lot of talking about myself. Um, their offense will be good. Aaron Foster will probably get banged up by week four or five because he's a piece of glass. Um, so they got finishing nine and seven. Winning that division are the Colts at 14 and two. I think Andrew Luck is going to have one of those magical special years where he's going to go in and he's going to be the second seed. Now, how the hell are you going to be second seed at 14 and two? Well, that moves me on to my next point of the AFC West. Finishing at the bottom of the barrel is KC. 
Last year, you know, Alex Smith was Mr. Play It Safe. They have Jamal Charles. He'll be running for his life every game. But I finished them 3-13. and 13. Just look at the schedule. The division games are tough. All they're out of the division games are tough. Remember, I went through every week. So it's not like I just said, mm, close my eyes and say, bam, we're going to finish 5-11. and 11. Or 3-13, and 13, I'm sorry. Uh, tied for second at 5-11 and 11 are your Oakland Raiders and your San Diego Chargers. I, like, I understand the Chargers came on late last year, uh, but I hate Phillip Rivers. I do not like him. I think he's a big baby. I think his connection with Keenan Allen is great. And their running game is, is, you know, on the way up. Ryan Matthews and, you know, and company. Their defense is solid with Teow and his fake dead girlfriend. But I just, I don't see them doing much this year. I see them falling back a little bit just because of the juggernaut known as the AFC. So after that, we got the Raiders who are going to play better football but are going to lose a lot of close games. They're going to finish 5-11. and 11. Their quarterback situation, is it, I don't even know if it's confirmed yet, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, Matt Schaub starting, I think. If not, it's a bunch of guys. So, you know, it's, a, it's quarterback by committee almost over there. So, going forward, uh, winning that division outright easily will be the Denver Broncos. I got them at 15-1, and one, okay? I got them at 15-1 and one dominating the season. I, it's just going to happen again. I'm sorry. Peyton Manning is too good. They got too many receivers. It, it's just going to be melee, and they're going to run all over their division, and they're going to – listen, they have a lot of tough opponents. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of games, probably primetime games, that they're going to struggle in, but it's going to be Peyton Manning at the end. So, so here we go. We're going to the playoffs now. It's quick. It's not like I, you know where I have every team. The one and two in the AFC is Denver and the Colts. The one and two in the NFC getting the bye is the Seahawks and the Saints. First round AFC playoffs, the Patriots will host the Bengals. The Patriots will probably run away with that game, faulting Andy Dalton again. Patriots move on. Pittsburgh will host the Miami Dolphins in my upset. This is where I got the Dolphins winning a playoff game somehow on the road in Pittsburgh. I, again, Sometimes you got to take a stretch in, in, in these predictions. So I got the Dolphins beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. In the second round, I got the Denver Broncos upset, you know, not upsetting, but upsetting the Dolphin fans because they're probably going to run all over them and, and crush them. Denver over the Dolphins. I got the Patriots going into Indy and winning that game. So unfortunately, Andrew Luck comes, you know, a couple games short again. AFC Championship game is Denver versus the Patriots in mile high. I got Denver going to their second straight Super Bowl. Denver will run away with the AFC this year, as tight as it might be in certain divisions and feel-good stories and all this good stuff with Miami making the playoffs and who knows, but I, I just have Denver running away with that. In the NFC, again, Seattle and the Saints with the bye. The Packers will host the Bears in three versus six. The Packers will run away with that game. The Eagles will host the 49ers, and this is when the 49ers go on the road as an 11-5 team against an 8-8 eight eight division winner of the Eagles. The Niners will win that game on the road in Philly, crushing all you filthy Philadelphia fans. <laughs> so the 49ers go there. Second round, Seattle hosts the Niners. This is where I got Seattle right over the Niners, just like last year. And the Saints over the Packers in New Orleans. The NFC Championship game, I have Seattle hosting the Saints. And again, I got the Seattle Seahawks beating the Saints in Seattle. 
What does that tell you? It tells you it's a Broncos and Seattle Super Bowl two years in a row. Now, the last time we saw this was my faithful Cowboys uh, with, the, uh, with the Bills two years in a row in the Super Bowl. And I believe the Broncos and the – no, I think that might be it. I uh, Checking my stat in my head. I'm not even looking at anything. I'm just trying to debate. Blah, 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 blah. I don't think there's been back-to-back Super Bowls in a while. So – with that being said, this year, the only difference is that Peyton Manning will ride off into the sunset as your Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl champion, solidifying his I'm better than Eli <laughs> debate. Okay, Super Bowl wins, Super Bowl MVPs. Okay, first of all, Eli didn't earn any of that shit. <laughs> so Peyton Manning wins the Super Bowl this year. That is my Super Bowl pick. And I guess finally we'll go to the phones because people have been holding on forever. The, the number to call in to join this debate and give me all your feedback on what I just said, if you listen to the whole thing, 760-888-5749. Call me, debate me. I'll probably prove you wrong and crush your spirits. Um, so with that being said, I'll hit you up. J.P. Mayer, welcome to Thursday Night Destruction. How did you like my predictions? Um, definitely interesting. And I do like that you did not put your Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. See, I'm a realist. I don't do certain things like that where everybody's expecting me to do that. No, I don't. They're going to finish 8-8 eight eight for the friggin' 15th year in a row. Yeah, well, I'm also a realist, and I do realize that my Giants will not be going anywhere. But okay, I, well, have them, I have them going 9-7. and seven. Which was very debatable. I, I, okay, well, listen – I had it back and forth. Listen, it's not like I had one draft and and I said, okay, this is it. I went back over a couple times. There's going to be a lot of games where the Giants go in the heavy favorites and then Eli just throw up a stinker. And you know that's possible because it's happened in the past. Absolutely. So I I was very on the fence with a 9-7, 8-8 year for the New York Giants. It could probably go either way. I just think the division winner is going to the playoffs and that's it. No wild cards coming yeah, out of the oh. NFC East again because they're just going to beat the shit oh. out of each other all year long. Oh, hands down. There will be – it's going to be either uh, the Eagles, the Cowboys, or the Giants coming out of the division. I agree with you. Washington is horrible. And basically, I do not disagree with many of your picks. I think the records are a little debatable, but – Which ones? Denver 15-1 and one is a stretch. Because you know, towards towards the end of the year, they're going to start resting. They're going to start resting the players. I think thirteen and three is more for them. Indy going fourteen and two. That's a short, That's another stretch. I got them twelve and four. Okay. Um, well, here's the deal. Now, now, just say now. Take my predictions for example. Denver and the Colts. Okay, right then and there. Now, if if my predictions come true. And, and it, it's coming down the home stretch. Don't you want the number one seed? Can you not see somebody not resting starters at the end of the year for the first time ever trying to get to 15-1? and one? Mm. Yeah, you are correct. And especially the AFC is going to be tough with Indy and even Houston and Denver. Those, those three teams could be fighting for that number one seed. You think Houston can and, fight for the number one spot? Is that what you just said? I think think they got a good team this year. They're going to surprise a lot of people. They're going to surprise more than Miami. 
And I have Miami surprising people. I do too. I, I think that that team is like, yeah, just like last year, they were on the cusp of, you know, competing in the AFC East and they just, they won a lot of games kind of like not one sided, but you kind of knew they were going to win some certain games. So this year when, when you have the, the teams like the Jets and the Bills in your division, you could beat up on those teams. You know what I mean? So even right there, you're looking at two wins against the Jets, two wins against the Bills. You're looking at four wins right away. And if you split with the Pats, you're looking at five wins already within just the division. So all, you're, yep. all you got to do is piece together five more wins, and you got yourself a 10-win team. And a sixth win gets you 11 wins, which is going to get you in the playoffs in the AFC. Yeah. And my thing is with New England – Yes, they're a great team. They're, and it's going to be their defense that gets them as far as, it is, as they do because the offense, with the exception of Gronk, is getting old. How long has Brady been doing this? Pretty long. I mean, the former sixth-round pick of the NFL draft, <laughs> yeah, I think he's done yeah. okay for himself. But, yeah, I mean, he's getting older. But the thing is that, that, that combination of, of – Brady and Belichick, it's just hard to, I don't know, it's been so hard to, to go against them. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like they don't lose. Yeah. No matter how much you want them to lose, you know, as me and you uh, of New York and New Jersey fashion hate anything Boston, you know, you just you, yes. want Brady, you want Brady to lose, but he just doesn't want to do that. I mean, and, and even, like, the running back position isn't, it's not sexy names. It's Steven Ridley. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that they know... It's, it's weird to say, but they know how to win games at all times. You know, like, you can be down. You know, there was no better game last year than to watch them lose to Carolina on that last play. I don't know if you remember that game. Oh, yeah. When Brady yeah, decided. Night. Yeah, when Brady decided he wanted to jump all over the referee's dick about the no call. And I said, I was like, there's no better feeling than to watch Tom Brady lose. And a lot of people love Tom Brady. But I just, I don't know. I, I like to see him lose, but I just don't see him losing a lot this year. I don't, he's got a chip on his shoulder, and it's going to be, it's going to, remains to be seen. Yeah, and you were definitely generous with Cleveland's record because. I think. I, I, what do you got him at? I don't have him. I don't have, I have him like 3 and 13. Wow. Okay, so you're a four game difference than me on that one. Now, what's your reasoning behind that? Is it the, the quarterback position, or is it just overall? Like, what's your backing on that one? The quarterback position is, isn't strong. I've, I watched a little bit of Cleveland's preseason games when I could. I thought my Manziel was the better quarterback over Foyer, but they're going with the experience over the youth, and that's going to cost them. And I see Manziel in by week three. But Manziel's going to have his struggles. All rookies do. Well, most rookies. And I just do not see them as a good team. Yeah, well, I mean, again, it could it could very well go either way. Um, I, I think they have I'm, – I'm a guy where I can debate all day about, like, morale and, like, team chemistry. But for whatever reason, I think the city of Cleveland overall as a whole are pumped about sports within the last couple of months being drafting Manziel – Bring him back, LeBron. You know what I mean. So it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be one of those feel good stories where Cleveland's gonna want to win games and they're gonna get hot for a couple weeks in a row. Maybe rattle off three in a row and everybody's gonna get on Cleveland's coattails and say, "Here we go, here we go." But then they're gonna be the Cleveland Browns, and that's why I have them finishing seven and nine, not even getting to five hundred. 
it's a work in progress. I like their coach, though. I, I, everything about that team has a, a feel-good comeback story to it. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. You putting them at three wins basically says they're going to be shit. <laughs> so, I mean, me and you are yeah, totally outside the spectrum there. Yeah, definitely. And a couple other things you talked about um, in your rant, one being the bike ride. Um, if you could send me information on that, I will, I will gladly donate. Two, the Ice Bucket Challenge. I The Ice Bucket Challenge, I will be donating money tomorrow. You guys don't want to do it, then don't. I'm, I did the bucket challenge. I will do it again. And Dave, on Tuesday, please call me out, and I'll gladly do it. <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, that it strikes a nerve sometimes. I mean, I'm not again. It's what I talked about earlier, but when it's charity, man, you know, like I don't understand yeah. how people get shit on it, and like there's so much bad in the world. That's why I don't watch the news. So if you ask me what was going on in like Russia right now. Or, or, or China or something, I could not tell you nothing. I am very uneducated as far as, like, world news kind of shit. But what I am educated on are diseases. And, like, they do affect people, and they do run rampant and all that shit. So it could very easily affect the life. You know what I mean? So it's like it's just a goddamn charity. I don't know why you got to, you know, I don't know why people have to go crazy over it. And that, yeah, negative. The old, the old expression is haters are going to hate. That's that sounds sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> so And they can all kiss my large white cookies. There you go. Just got the update for a certain event happening that there will be pasta served. See, this is like I'm getting good news all night. <laughs> anyway, so uh before I cut you off and send you home and so you can listen to the rest, who do you got winning the Super Bowl? Who who what's your playoffs look like? Uh, you see, I haven't broke it down as as deeply as you. But it's looking like uh, Denver, Seattle again. So you're taking my picks and you're agreeing with them. Yeah, I'm taking your picks, and I do agree that Peyton gets his second ring, finally shutting everybody up about Eli having his two rings. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Giants fan. I'm happy that Eli has two rings. But the first ring, you can thank David Tyree. And the second ring, you can thank the defense. I say this, the first ring, you got to I, – I, I give it to the defense in the first ring. But I worked for that team, actually, and that was, uh, that was an experience. Um, which McCall. So, all right, so you got me agreeing with me as far as the Super Bowl champion, Denver Broncos. So, that being yeah. said, uh, you know, good luck on – the, how was your show last night? I'm sorry, I did not get to tune in. Did you have any guests? Did you? What was the basis? Yeah, I actually had, I had uh, Ryan Peterson. He's a ring announcer for Ace and ECPW. ECPW is that the show. one up in North Jersey? All right, hey, well that's good. I, and I saw they had Larry Legend on uh, two weeks ago, right? Yeah, Larry Legend was on two weeks ago. Next week I got John Carlo. We're previewing the Battle of Los Angeles, the big. In the event out in out in California, I heard he funded himself for that one. That was that's actually pretty badass. Yeah, and real quick before you let me go, me and Ronnie. Uh, by the way, his show is The Blind Side, and you can find that on the Nerdport Network, which is my network. The Nerdport Network, I like it. Yeah, we I renamed it. Well, <laughs> I got four shows on it now. Of course, I'm going to rename it. Wait, how do you how do you go about getting a network? I don't. How does that work? I don't know. Sounded it sounded cool. Four shows, 
I, I'm in three of them, and <laughs> I'm expanding. I don't nice, know. Very nice. good. No, no, go um, big, by Ron- all means. Yeah, me and Ronnie are having a little head-to-head competition, um, doing pick them each week. Winner, okay. winning, winner gets a case of beer from the loser. Would you like to join the competition and turn it into a, a three-way challenge? This is for football? Yeah, football. Oh, yeah, dude, 100%. All right. All right, so winning team gets two cases of beer. Two cases of beer? Holy shit. Okay, damn, sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all yeah, for it. Yeah, losers got to buy the winner beer. Sounds like a plan. All right, JP, man. Uh, anything else you want to plug, go for it, and then I'll uh, send your ass out. Um, well, at least at least you don't mute me like uh, Silva hung up on me on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I thought about doing it, but I was just... I, I can't – I'm not going to do what Silva does. That's just not right. <laughs> so, sorry. Um, no, you, I got all my plugs in. And as always, every week I plug you on my show. So I do appreciate getting the chance to plug myself on your show. You're the man. And thank you again. And I'm sure I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, brother. All right, man. All right, later. All right, J.P. Mayer. Now, this guy, Steven, has been on hold for 38 minutes. I don't know if he's trying to just listen to the show via whatever, but, Steven, you're live on the air Thursday Night Destruction. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, not much. Uh, I've been busy myself. I host two podcasts, so I understand how the last caller and yourself are are busy here with shows. Absolutely, Um, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, what's up? Well, first off, one of my podcasts I do is uh, Talking Texans with Steve. Um, I'm a reporter for the Red Light Sports Network with the Houston Te- for the Houston Texans about that. And I, and I do think that they're going to do a lot better than most people think. I think that they can go 9-7, 10-6. Um, but even though going at that record, they still won't. They'll still probably miss out on the playoffs by how everything else goes down in the, in the AFC. But, so you so you actually do a podcast out of Houston, is that right? You're out there. Oh no no no! I I do actually I do a podcast uh, from where I am from on Houston. I'm a Wisconsin person uh, oh, doing cool. a Texas podcast. Very cool, very cool. Now, what's the quarterback situation going I on over in, there? I wish I lived in. I wish I lived in Houston, then I'd be, <laughs> be able to go to the training camps and do live oh, reports. Yeah. But I don't. But I don't, and that's just the truth. <laughs> Sorry, I wish I lived in Dallas. It is what it is, man. Right, <laughs> right. So, um, but, the Houston uh, Texans quarterback situation. What do you? Who do you see coming out of that? Because I mean, there's just been. It was just a cluster last year. I don't know if you have an opinion on it or not, but that might make or break that nine and seven, ten and six barrier. Well, yeah, but from the reports that I'm that I got getting and everything, um, you know, on websites and stuff, that Bill O'Brien is standing firm and. Probably will steal. Stalin Furman's what he said in a press conference saying that Ryan Fitzpatrick will be our starting quarterback for the Houston Texans going into the NFL season, not just week one like the Browns, you know, going back and forth with their issues. But in Houston, uh, standing firm with, with Fitzy for 17 weeks, um, more so there's going to be a battle for, for backup, if anything. If there's any battle in quarterbacks in Houston, it's going to be for the backup position. First string is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. And like I said, that's just not not just my opinion, but that's what uh, head coach Bill O'Brien has said. And um, you know, unless 
uh, Keenum or Rookie Savage do something spectacular uh, in the in week three or week four here of the preseason, uh, that's not going to change. Yeah. Well, Fitzpatrick is a, an established quarterback in the NFL. He knows what he's doing. He's got the he's got the targets. You know, he's got a running game behind him as a safety net. So if the offense can get together and actually gel quick. Um, I, I really feel like that defense will hold their own. I mean, that's a scary, scary tandem. Looking across, if you're a quarterback in the NFL and you have to look across and you have in a row kind of two defensive ends in J.J. Watt and, and Clowney, and then you have right in the middle you have Cushing looking and breathing down your throat. It's a very scary, scary thing. So I really feel like the defense will hold their own, and it's up to the offense to just, I guess, as stupid as it sounds, score enough points, you know? Oh, exactly. I know, I know exactly what you mean. But I've been getting a lot of chatter from fellow Texans fans um, on my on the Twitter handle for the show. Um, their own, you know, concerns, thinking that we're going to be like three and thirteen or something because of Fitzpatrick. I mean, to me personally, I think that's crazy. I think, like I said, we can go nine and seven, ten and six, um, because Fitzpatrick, if he can play up to the level that I believe he can, um, and along with our great defense, um, kicking butt, so to speak, um, we can play to our potential and being the potential being the 10 and six record um, for this season. But I was just uh, bringing that up just because it's just crazy that even um, our, our own team's fans or the Tex- Houston Texans fans um, don't even believe in, in how good we, we can actually be this year. I mean, we also have a new head coach, new uh, offensive scheme, um, all that other stuff, you know, you just gotta, you know, wait and see how how it develops in the regular season, and that's why I believe that with all those um, aspects, we can we can do well. And like I said no, in the beginning, I, we can do a lot better than than most pundits, most fans um, believe that we can do. Yeah, I totally I totally agree with you on that one. I I thank you and appreciate the call. I mean, that's uh, pretty badass from Wisconsin and. Texans beat writing and all that stuff. If you want to plug anything like your podcast or anything like that, feel free to do so now, man, if you want. Oh, sure. Thank you. Um, uh, my show, Talking uh, Texans with Steve, that can be found on blogtalkradio.com backslash RLSN Texans. Uh, my other podcast, Steve's Wrestling Ramble, all things WWE, can be found on blogtalkradio.com backslash RLSN Wrestling. Uh, Twitter handles are at RLSN Texans, at RLSN Wrestling, and my personal handle at Army underscore strong underscore zero six. Very cool, very cool. So you're a professional wrestling fan as well? Uh, yes, yes, I am. I have been an NFL and pro wrestling fan since I was a wee tyke. But yes, uh, um, and, I w- and obviously with the Army Strong thing, I was also in the military. So I got oh, all those bases cool. covered. Very, very cool, man. Well, thank you for your service uh, with the Army. Uh, which uh, division were you with the Army? Army. Okay, very cool. Yeah, my buddy was uh, in the 82nd Airborne, so he did a, did a whole bunch of tours over across the seas and whatnot. Did you uh, actually experience anything, on, uh, any tours in Afghanistan or Iraq or anything? Uh, yes, seven months. Wow, that's, that's pretty awesome, dude. Well, again, thank you for your service. Thank you for your call, and good luck to your Texans. And, uh, yeah, man, and good luck to all your podcasts and whatnot. All right, thanks, man. All right, buddy. All right, so thank you for the call there. That was actually pretty badass. I mean, I always get my friends to call in, like, hey, Dave, it's me. And then, like, this guy actually came up with a, a name and called him from Wisconsin, and he does a Texans podcast. That's pretty badass. So, And he's a 
former Army vet. So that's that's pretty cool. So with that being said, I, I asked for calls, and if you want to debate me, you can debate me. If not, not. 760-888-5749. We're live for a little bit longer. Um, as far as your fantasy advice, I, I can definitely help you out just a little bit. Uh, I don't want to give away too many of my secrets because my fantasy, my focal fantasy draft is tomorrow night. But in my last draft, I, I'm teammates with my friend Evan in my buddy Joe's uh, league, which has been a long league running. I think the entry fee is like $150. So it's a big money league. I'm excited about it. I had the ninth pick. Okay. Now keep in mind what I, the first three went in, in a row, um, which was uh, first pick was Shady McCoy, second pick Jamal Charles, third pick was Adrian Peterson. So that those three, I guess you can juggle them either way. Any way you want to juggle them, you can juggle them. Um, after that, the quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round are just Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. In this draft, Aaron Rodgers went. He probably could have fell a little bit into the second round, but we had a Packer fan, and sometimes the fanhood just kind of takes over um those are your three quarterbacks after that you can chill if you don't get any of those three quarterbacks in the first round and and they don't fall to you you can kind of hang out okay you don't have to take a quarterback every other quarterback in the nfl is on like an even playing field i believe romo fell like the ninth round or the 10th round in the draft so it's like these quarterbacks are going to be there you want to stock up heavy on your running backs there's a lot i don't think there's one team in the NFL with a one-headed monster. I think there might be the Minnesota Vikings, and that's it. So that's the Vikings, and that, that's it. So it's kind of, whatchamacall? Yeah, so Vikings with the one-headed monster. So every team has a, a running back, so you want to handcuff your guy. Okay, so if you do pick Jamal Charles, get his backup, just in case. Get him late. You never know with these guys, man. Like, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, it, it, it's going to be, it's weird, okay? I mean, for whatever reason, running backs get bumped up. Now, where does here's a little fantasy mailbag question that wasn't sent to me, but I actually can answer it for you. Where does Darren Sproles fall, like fall in all this? Where he's going to be backing up Shady McCoy? I've watched the first half of his Eagle game. I think he got a little a little play, but uh, before I even go into that, got another caller. Let's give it Thursday night destruction. Turn down your shit in the background so I can actually hear you. Well, who is this? What the hell is this? Okay, great. Somebody's watching NXT. Who is this? Super. Okay. Keep watching your NXT. I'll tune in later because I can care less right now. It's the NFL issue, man. Come on. Play it. Shit. Anyway, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So Darren Sproles. Okay. That's going to be the question on everybody's mind as far as how long or how far does he drop. He might drop a little bit, okay? I don't see Shady getting hurt. <laughs> Would I love for him to get hurt? Yes, I'm a Cowboys fan. But you gotta, you, you, you're going to have to grab him kind of late. You can sit on that, okay? When, with the eighth pick, what I got, and this is a – you talk about fantasy football. We took Jimmy Graham, which is the only tight end that's going to go within the first four or five rounds of the of a fantasy draft, okay? You do not want to mess around with any other tight ends. Jason Witten is my boy, and so, you know, Vernon Davis is nasty. But the only tight end that's going to produce early, you know, with receiver numbers is Jimmy Graham. So we grabbed Jimmy Graham at eighth overall. On the way back, somehow, 
we, we snubbed and grabbed Des Bryant. Des Bryant is due this year. If Romo could stay healthy and the back is not an issue, he's going to be a friggin' monster, okay? I promise you that, okay? Like, it's just no, no debating. No debating that. So, if you have fantasy football questions, give me a call. 760-888-5749. If not, I'll start plugging away at other stuff because you heard my NFL predictions. You got the ooh, helmet just popped off. I'm watching replays now. Who's that? Zach Ertz. Ertz. Uh, you heard I got Denver finishing at the top of the mountain again. Um, this time actually winning it and beating Russell Wilson uh, in the Super Bowl. So I got Denver winning the Super Bowl. If you want to hear my predictions, go back and rewind. I'm not saying I'm all over again or I'll lose my mind. So I won't do that. But what I will do is I will start plugging some stuff that I told a couple friends I would plug. And first, looking for Don, my buddy Don at UPWA. Okay, I will read this verbatim just because it's probably a lot easier that way. The one, the only... All right, he said the best pro wrestling. Forget it. (laughs) I'm kidding. The one, the only, the best pro wrestling in in the South returns to Charlotte or Charlotte. Maybe. Charlotte, North Carolina. It doesn't say Charlotte. Shalotte? S-H-A-L-L-O-T-T-E. Shalette? I don't know. At the National Guard Army 5050 Main Street, August 23rd, when UPW repre- U- U- UPWA presents Retribution 2014. After a pair of ama- amazing shows on the 4th of July weekend, UPWA has a new heavyweight champion. His name is Ulrich Von Vorst. I am very familiar with this clown because I actually went against him last summer. I took a trip down North Carolina, one-on-one with this German Nazi prick, and he smashed me over the head with his German flag. So that's why I lost. But we won't get into that. The German ended Pete Nixon's 531-day reign at the top of the Germ- in a German noblesman match. Must answer the ref 10 count. So I guess it's like last man standing. On July 4th in Southport with the help of Justin Lee and the role of duct tape. Well, to me, if you knock Pete Nixon down, he's going to have a hard time getting up. (laughs) That's a big, big boy. Uh, While Ulrich thought he had been put the former champion behind him, Nixon had another idea. He cashed in his rematch clause for this August 23rd in a match he knows something about, an Irish pub brawl. That should be fun. Will the reign of Ulrich von Vorst continue or Nixon once again rule the UPWA? Other matches, Drake Diamond will collide with former tag team partner Josh Orion, with the winner becoming the new number one contender to the Carolinas title. I almost competed for that title, I think. I think. Tag team championship on the line, Team Sexy, which, by the way, these are two fat, out-of-shape black dudes. I'm kidding. <laughs> they, just, they, they took out my boys of Black Hollywood, so I'm not a fan. They'll defend their tag team championship against F1... Oh, first generation with a one as the I. Oh, that's not cute. Uh, Tessa Blanchard, Bazinga, the daughter of wrestling legend Tully Blanchard, will be at the Armory. Also appearing, Mo Hill, Chastity Taylor. Chastity Taylor! I remember her. She was awesome. She actually wrestled for PWS Bombshells at one point. Samantha Starr, Brandon Scott, Tavari Hill, and the other superstars of UPWA. The front row is sold out for remaining tickets. Go to U- the UPWA. There you go, Don. There's your plug for your UPWA show. I was supposed to have Pete Nixon on, but they're actually driving down to North Carolina as we speak, so they can't come. Um, get a Bluetooth, bro. You could have talked to me. 
So, plugs. Uh, PWS, we are, was it five weeks away? A little less? Actually, no, I'm sorry, it was less. a month away yesterday, so it's about four weeks. Uh, from PWS Presents, all fired up. I mean, for Christ's sakes, you got just the lineup of lineups. I posted, uh, you know, the flyer last night. Special guest commissioner, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Looking very, very forward to uh, meeting him. SoCal Val is there. Excuse me. I got all choked up talking about her. But, uh, man, I hope she doesn't take my backstage gig, huh? I mean, I'm sure these guys will love to see her first. <laughs> Not my face. I'll just stick to ringside. Um, Kevin Matthews versus Brian Myers. Monstrous BC versus Homicide. BC is Brodus Clay. The Impact players, consisting of the reuniting Lance Storm and Just Incredible, go for the tag team titles against Alex Reynolds, best friend Alex, and his little baby bro, Kyle Reynolds. That's for the tag team titles. Uh, Dan Moff, Bonesaw, and Starman in a triple threat match, which is probably going to be the hardest hitting match of the night. Ashley, uh, big Mason Ryan or big Mace or big Ryan or whatever he's referring to himself these days outside of WWE will be in action in the suicidal six way match as the new champion, Habib from the car wash. Yes, I said that he's on the flyer. His little stupid face is on the flyer. Um, will be in action. Matt McIntosh, who is a completely different person physically than I saw before. Um, I'm on his diet as well. Uh, Road Warrior Animal will be there doing signings, along with Bobby Lashley, the TNA champ. Is he still the champ? I don't even know if he's still the champ, because TNA tapes 16 episodes a night. doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, so Bobby Lashley will be there. Glacier is in the 30-man on-the-spot title shot rumble, along with others, including more of the PWS students, Chris Payne, Bobby Wayward, the, the Untouchables will be there. Um, Kevin Matt, I said Kevin Matthews already. Um, then going forward, I mean, that, that event right away is just going to kick some serious ass. I really think, and this is not no bullshit, when you have three months to build um, an event, because right at the Supercard, we were able to build this right away. And starting next Monday, there will be a little bit more to the build. Okay, that's all I'll say. And, uh, you know, so after that, it's just going to be, inc- it's, I mean, there's no words. It's just going to be that good. 1031 is the actual name of the event. Um, we're looking at the, oh, and don't forget, you know, other guys are in action too on 9:20. I mean, you got Craven Varro teaming up with Devin Moore, uh, to take on the heavenly bodies. Clearly that feud isn't over. Uh, Fala is back. They're both all looking for new representation because GMC is a prick. So he's gone and fired and bye-bye. So you had a spot and now you can go, uh, be the commissioner for Robert Banner. And then that should be fun. So, anyway, going forward, 1031, okay, Halloween night, the, reun- the reunion after, I think it's like 14 years, of Harlem Heat, Booker T, Stevie Ray, you know, that right there should sell your ticket. Appearances by Larry Johnson, okay, Grandmama. He is uh, one of my favorite Knicks of all time. Him, Spreewell, that team was just a nasty, dirty team, and I loved it. Diamond Dallas Page is back, so I'll have plenty to say to him about his DDP yoga and thank him for that because by that time I should be down 20 pounds or so. Uh, The Monster Abyss will be there. Sasha Mitchell. If you don't know who Sasha Mitchell is, I'm calling him by his real name. His TV name is Cody from a little show called Step by Step. So Cody from Step by Step will be in Rawway, New Jersey. Yes, 
That's true. I'm not making this shit up. That is the truth. Um, you know, I don't like when people like my statuses and then don't act on them. So, yeah, Lauren, talking to you, because you've liked like 16 statuses in a row and you're not going to call in debate. Well, you're a Cowboys fan anyway, so you probably just say they're going to kick ass. Uh, Amanda Magri, she won't call in either. Um, you guys are all little women. But anyway, going forward, yeah, so Cody from Step by Step will be in Rawway. Robert England stuff giveaways will be there for Freddy Krueger. We got Michael Myers. Uh, I think his name is Dick Warlock or Dick something. I'm not even trying to be funny. I think it's Dick something. Uh, he'll be there, the original Michael Myers, along with the American Wolves, along with, obviously, Reality Check. Habib is back. Craig Steele is back. You know, you have a lot of guys coming in for that. Then in November, I mean, you talk about a fall lineup, man. Like, Christ. Like, all right, this guy's call and debate me on my show now. Sorry. Um, where's my call? You have uh, November. I mean, the fall lineup is crazy. We're starting in September. So, obviously, you know, going forward, this is how you kick off a friggin' season. We have Mick Foley and ICP coming in for Wrestle Bowl 2014. I met ICP last year. Those guys are awesome. They made my... They made my uh, tag team match a number one contenders match with uh, Big O, and I lost that one, too. I don't remember the last time I won a goddamn match. But don't worry. I'm coming back, and I'm bringing a noise, man. I'm not losing any more in this predetermined, crazy sport of professional wrestling. So it'll be fun. I'm, I'm almost there, man. I feel it. It's, it's there. I, I, it's fall. It's going to be the fall. I put up this cool little man-made... Destruction 2.0 fall 2014 gimmick on the internet the other day on the interweb and uh, yeah so it's coming I can feel it it's going to be great I don't know how I don't know in what capacity I don't know right now I, I just want to focus on one getting a goddamn job because that that's just the hardest part of it all um, two you know getting the knee back to 100% I'm not going to come back and try to do anything if I can't, you know, run with everybody else. You know, it'd be silly if I came back too early and then did something to prevent it uh, from succeeding anywhere past that. So with that being said, the NFL preview issue, I said it was going to go 8 to 10. Man, did I lie to you. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, not, I'm not one to just start blabbing and blabbing and blabbing. Um, I did my plugs for PWS. A very cool thing happened. I woke up this morning uh, to a text from my editor-in-chief at Vicissitude Magazine saying that I've been nominated for two two awards, including best a what was it best celebrity profile article, which was when I interviewed the Bikini Girl. That was fun, Katrina Durrell. And another one was I think my article on the NFL conditioning of what NFL players have to do to keep themselves conditioned in the off season as they go into training camp keeping themselves healthy through the season. I only know this because of my experience with the New York Giants. I mean, watching those guys go through the grueling preseason and training camp and shit like that, I mean, I knew what it took, so I wrote an article on it, and it was actually pretty damn cool. So, uh, Evans must have been better. Uh, never mind. 
And I'm not a debater unless you like Al Sharpton. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Whew, I can get into Al Sharpton shit. That guy is so shot out. I'm pretty sure he has AIDS. Um, but, yeah, so enough of that crap. But anyway, so I, I'm up for two awards. This event's going down in New York City. Um, if you want, check out my Facebook page. I did definitely – I think I linked it um, as far as a way to come and support if you want. I mean, listen, it's a party in New York with, like, appetizers and – live entertainment and, and it's pretty cool i mean i'll probably be all nice and dressy my throwback picture earlier today was me and the editor-in-chief of the magazine um so it's gonna be cool i mean i hope i win i mean that'd be cool but just being nominated is pretty badass so uh i'm excited about that um yeah so the writing thing has been fun but anyway i'm not again there's people that are out there probably just if you missed the nfl thing i'm sorry it was long my opening rant was like fucking 25 minutes about ALS and the bucket challenges and fake fair-weather friends that want to dip on me the night before an NFL draft. So you can go back and listen to that after, when it's available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And I think it's, oh shit, I'm not even said, <laughs> I don't even know if they're available on Stitcher Radio. Um, so yeah, so if you want to listen to all that stuff, go back and listen Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for the phone calls. That was awesome. Um, my plugs, obviously, Pro Wrestling Powerhouse, Jay Aletto and that team, that network is, is taking off, uh, along with the Shining Wizards Network. Go find them at shiningwizards.com. Listen to their actual show. Listen to the Two and a Half Wrestlers podcast with my trainer, Pat Buck, my mentor, Kevin Matthews, and a dear friend in Jamie, Jay Silva, the unprofessional. As they're celebrating, they just hit their 100th episode, go download it. It's very, very interesting. They start off with uh, a little little bit of a different flavor. I was kind of caught off guard. I was on the treadmill listening to it. I was like, what the hell am I listening to? But then they went into an awesome, awesome debate on SummerSlam. Speaking of SummerSlam, now, again, I try not to get into it. I try not to talk about Peter, uh, you know, WWE stuff, but... Your new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Brock. <laughs> I can't do it as good as Heyman. Brock Lesnar. Was I rooting for him? Just a little bit. I mean, I wanted the WWE to go in a different direction. You know, I think it's cool. Who knows what's going to happen? Now, there's a rematch. So, is he going to be freaking, is this Rocky 2 where, you know, not 2, 3, where he gets his ass disheveled by a, uh, Clubber Lang, Mr. T, and then comes back and beats him like, he's so bad, and then he beats him? That would suck dramatically. I would hate it. I would not be a fan of that at all. I, I can't, I don't know. I can't get behind Cena. I can't. Um, so anyway, cause I, it's not that I can't get behind Cena. Cena's like, he's been on top forever, you know, 10 years, more. So it just gets kind of same old shit to me. So I just want, I want new stuff. That's all. But anyway, so yeah, Brock Lesnar wins the title. Is there anybody in line? Shit, I have no idea, man. If he gets past if he gets past the rematch at Night of Champions, who's next? You know, sounds very Goldbergish, but really, who who's next? But I mean, who knows? What else do I got to plug? Uh, do I have anything else? Vicissitude, blah blah blah. My fantasy football drafts tomorrow night. If anybody cares to. Come celebrate my draft afterwards. I'll probably be going out and 
hitting the town. We got a lot of cool stuff going on this weekend. Um, what's my call? I got a lot of a lot of parties, a lot of festivities. I'm a busy man. I'm a busy unemployed man. You would think we talk about this with my friend Evan all the time. Like how how can you be so busy if you're unemployed? And he's like, oh, I got to do this and this and this. I actually have a schedule. <laughs> you know, I actually wake up, send out at least fifty to sixty resumes a day. Hopefully somebody grabs on eventually. If not, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Mark Sanchez is in the game now for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's such a sad story. Um, yeah, so tomorrow night's my draft. Saturday, I have, like, multiple barbecues I got to hit. Um, rough life, right? Let me chat. What am I going to do? I got two barbecues. Sunday, I can't say what it is, but there's an awesome thing going on Sunday, just in case certain people listen to the show. Um, what else? Monday, I got a text from my boy Sobe saying that he's off. So that could mean my final Tiki Monday. Does that sound? I'm just going to text him right now. Like, Tiki? Question mark? I'm getting paid tomorrow. Good old disability. <laughs> Suckers. No. <laughs> I want a job. I can't stand this whole sitting at home thing and going to the gym and being the only one there. I mean, I do like that. I do like going to the gym and having nobody else there. It's nice. I get to run, run around. Run rampant, take all the selfies I want and send them out and look at me and here's the filters. and that That's what probably set Kevin over the edge. Like, you know what? Yeah, that's great. You look great, but how many freaking filters are you going to use to make yourself look that good? But that's what they're for, no? Like, I have definition and I'm putting on size, but there's nothing a little Sierra fall <laughs> mix can't make. And then you darken it and you say, it should, there should be a filter saying jacked. <laughs> you know, like jacked filter. Just make you look as big as possible. But... Yeah, so Monday, maybe Tiki. I don't know. I texted him. I guess I'll wait to hear back from that. But the summer is actually coming to a close. We're almost at Labor Day weekend, for Christ's sakes. Um, it's been a rough summer, I would say, as far as recovery is concerned, two surgeries. and But, listen, I mean, not to end it with a rant or anything like that, but for people that just don't understand the, the quote, the struggle, you know, I'm not out every night enjoying myself. I'm I'm up every day trying to better myself. And there's a lot of haters out there. And, and there's a lot of people that don't have goals. I mean, I wa- it sounds stupid, but I actually watched a, the Ellen DeGeneres comedy special last night while eating, eating dinner. And she mentioned a disease that's not a real disease, but it almost could be, is the disease for the need for approval. And two people have told me this this week that I really, really dwell on what people think of me. And it's true, because I do have somewhat of an image to, you know, uphold. I don't want to be a dick. I don't want to be, I want to be a good guy. I want to inspire people to get off their asses and go to the gym. I said something really harsh the other day on Twitter, and I was just raging. I don't like when people can't <laughs> re-rack the weights. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. If you lift it, just put it back. It's not that hard. So I said I wished them, I wished full blown AIDS on people who don't re-rack weights, and that was wrong. That was wrong. But uh, what? Dead air. <laughs> Just got distracted. Sexy little thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I, I try not to be as harsh anymore, or. I'm not a negative person. The last couple of days have been kind of eh, you know, so I just got to kind of stay up, stay busy, stay focused on the goals at hand, get a job, get in shape, start eating better. For Christ's sake, like today, I'm just so mad. I had such a great workout, but then when I got home, I'm like, oh, there's no more egg whites. So I guess pizza is the way to go. <laughs> you know, like 
I, I have no self-discipline, and that's terrible because I'm so disciplined. You know, even Kevin said that. He's like, well, dude, you go to the gym every day. You, you know, you're lifting weights every day. You're doing cardio every day. You're so disciplined in these, these like, factors of life. Why can't you be disciplined on your diet? And I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't like a lot of shit. So if you have a suggestion on, on new foods to try, mine is meat because I don't eat meat. So get off my ass about that. My meat, my meat, my protein comes from my shakes and my peanut butters and some people don't like peanut butters. Some people, I guarantee, are trying to lift right now and going, eh, I don't like peanut butter, eh. <laughs> but peanut butter is my shit, Mayor. So with that being said, I'm trying. I'm really trying. It's time to start cutting the weight. I don't try to diss, quote, diss people. And I'm not going to keep rambling because it just gets annoying. But stay focused, people. I mean, they're, just set goals. Once you reach the goal, set another goal, man. Like, come on. It's, it's, it's easy. Just keep, just keep pushing. So, with that being said, it's been a really cool episode. I went a little longer than normal as far as the last couple weeks. Hope you like my NFL predictions. Thank you for the call. Thank you for listening. Again, over 8,000 downloads since May. I'm a numbers guy, so I'm like a numbers nut when it comes to this shit. Um, Monday, just expect something really big in my life to happen. And, and it sounds silly, but it's, it's a big, big deal. And I can't wait for it to really hit the hit the internet and everybody sees what I'm talking about. Again, I don't want to, I don't don't like teasing or, or trying to put anything out there. Um, false advertisement or any, any shit like that. But yeah, so I guess that's really it. And, uh, yeah, with that being said, everybody have a great night. Everybody have a safe weekend. Actually just scrolling up and down the, uh, little soundboard here. There's so much shit. There's like so much my time, Undertaker, PWA. I mean, there's just so much stuff. But anyway, I'll send it off with some Volbeat, one of my favorite bands. Um, hope this isn't. I hope this isn't taking anybody else's song. But I don't give a shit because I actually try on this network. So peace out, I guess everybody. Until next time, next Thursday, I will come back, and uh, I have no idea what I'm gonna do. But maybe another. Maybe I'll redo all the predictions. <laughs> I'm kidding. See you guys later. Feel the fire where she walks. Lola Montez, so beautiful. Shady in the timber dams. Blinding your eyes with a spider.